This is Toronto Today on TSN 1050, the voice of Toronto sports. Ten thirty one, twenty nine before eleven o'clock. It's an early edition of Toronto today. Michael get in for Gareth Wheeler today. And, uh, thank you. Yes, thank you. Hang on, I'm doing the Royal Wave now. Thumb tucked in. So we're all ready to go. Happy Friday. It's a good day. Might get a little rain later this afternoon. Maybe maybe wind and thunderstorms and all that stuff. But uh, uh, hopefully, if it's going to hit, it's quick, and then we can get on with doing the weekend. And you, you may be asking yourself, Self, why is Hogan on so early? Why isn't he on at 11 o'clock like usual? And the reason is simple. We're going to uh, get a little Raptors talk in here. Um, they've already held the uh, Masai Ujiri, Serge Ibaka news. You're going to hear some of the highlights, actually hear the opening statements from both in a couple of seconds. But we will go live when uh, when Kyle Lowry goes to uh, the podium with Masai Ujiri. They're going to talk about the contracts. Uh, also coming up on the show, I'll do this now, and then uh, we'll reset things a little bit later on. Richard Griffin is going to join us. We'll talk about those red-hot Toronto Blue Jays. Beat Houston last night, and uh, the Blister Boy back on the hill tonight. Uh, Bobby Webster is the general manager of the Raps. We'll speak to him following the uh, newser as well, or newsers, I guess. Uh, Rod Smith is host of the CFL on TSN. The Toronto Argonauts up in the Capitol tomorrow to take on the defending champions. And Kristen Shilton. He is at the Leafs Development Camp. And we'll, we'll not only talk about some of the prospects, and you know the top names, but maybe some of the other names that are flying under the radar a little bit. Um, Kristen was absolutely bang on last year uh, when it was assessing where Mitch Marner was. When there were a lot of questions, like it's easy to go back in retrospect and say, well, that was easy. But there were so many questions a year ago at this time about whether Mitch Marner was going to be physically ready to play uh, at the NHL level, because he's he's just a slight little guy, obviously. Uh, but she was absolutely spot on in her assessment of just how well he was playing, not only against the prospects, but uh, when they were getting together to work out in the summer. Just he did not look out of place, and in fact, maybe have been ahead of some of his uh, soon-to-be NHL peers. So uh, we'll talk to Kristen about what's going on at the Leaf Development Camp. That coming up at about 12.30 this afternoon. But Good news over the weekend. It was, if you're a Raptors fan, it was a really good Sunday. Because first you get the news that Masai Ujiri is back. Or that, sorry, that Serge Ibaka is back. Masai Ujiri's been able to close that deal. And if you've listened to me at any point over the years, you know that I'm a guy that absolutely preaches defense first. And with Ibaka, you've got a guy who can block shots, he can rebound. And for a guy who's as tall as he is, he can stretch the floor and hit threes. You can the consistency is great. You can pen him in for twelve to eighteen almost every night, right? I mean, he's a very consistent player. He's not going to go off for thirty points one night and three the next. He is who he is. He'll get you six to seven rebounds a night, a couple of block shots a night, and he will just absolutely be consistent offensively. And then later on Sunday, we get the news that Kyle Lowry is back. And my biggest concern. Okay, hang on. My only concern about bringing Kyle Lowry back was going to be the length of the contract and whether or not you were going to bring Lowry back, get two or three good years out of him, 
maybe two or three great years out of him. And then you got a guy you're going to stick at the end of the bench, especially years five or six. He's going to be a backup at that point. Just he plays so damn hard that it's got to take its toll and will take its toll at some point. Uh, but when I heard that uh, three years, <laughs> Yahtzee, that's a good move. So we'll hear from Kyle Lowry coming up live from the podium as soon as he hits the podium with Masai. First up, though, here's Masai Ujiri about uh, half an hour ago uh, talking about uh, the other signee, one Serge Ibaka. I've known this young man for a long time, and uh, it's a real pleasure and uh, honor uh, to introduce him as um, one of our players. Um, uh, I think it's, it's been long coming, and um, he had a small stint with us after the, after the trade deadline. And uh, I've known this young man for a long time. Uh, I know he's going to come and give it his all, uh, just like he did before. And um, we look forward to um, a great season. So congratulations, Serge. Uh, thank you. Thank you. That is Masai Ujiri, the president of the Toronto Raptors, uh, introducing Serge Ibaka. And boy, was I happy when they picked him up last year. There was a lot of talk in this market about going to the Knicks, getting Carmelo Anthony in here, adding to the offense. And from the earliest part of the season when you heard Ibaka's name was out there, uh, that's the guy that I had underlined, underscored, put exclamation points behind, circled, put little stars beside. That was the guy that the Raptors needed to bring in because it was exactly what they were looking for. Uh, a very uh, a plus defender, a big man who could rebound and could stretch the floor. I mean, it absolutely um, a gift last year. Now, did it work against Cleveland? Hell no. Cleveland steamrolled everybody in the East, and, and we expected that. At the beginning of the season last year, we said, oh, it's going to be Cleveland and, and, and Golden State in the final. It's not going to be close, and it's not going to be a competitive series. It is, and that's exactly what we got. So what else do the Raptors do now? Well, that's ahead. But first, getting Ibaka back in the lineup is key. Here's what Serge said to the media a few moments ago. Um, before I start, I just want to thank um, the ownership um, for the confidence and trust. I just want to thank Masai and Bobby. Uh, for the trust, it means a lot to me. And also, I just want to thank my all of my coaches, coaches staff. Uh, I was here for like half the season in the playoff, but uh, when they showed me, it was more than just basketball. And uh, it made me feel like I was home. And uh, also, I just want to thank all the <coughs> also I just want to thank all the fans here. And uh, even before I know before I got here, and uh, there was there was a lot of fans. Getting a little emotional there. It was nice. He's glad to be back. He wanted to thank the fans and got a little choked up. Doesn't that just add to it? I mean, it, when you looked at this team last year, did it beat Cleveland? No. Where were they in the depth chart as far as the East is concerned? Were they number two? Were they number three? Were they number four? I don't know. They were somewhere in there, along with Boston and Washington. They weren't Cleveland, uh, but thank God they weren't the Knicks, right? Or the Sixers. Way ahead of them. Those days are in the rearview mirror now, which is nice. But now to move forward, they have to get better. And you're going to see kids now take the next step uh, with Pirtle, with Siakam. And there's also the question about Valanchunas. Is he going to be back? Because if you're looking to increase some cap space, maybe that's the guy that's got to go. I'm a fan. Mm. 
but I don't know what they're going to do. So the question was asked of Siakam next year. Is he going to play the four or the five? If coach asks me to play four or my team need me to play in a four or five, I'm going re- to be ready for, you know, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to do whatever is good for the team or whatever going to make the team better. I'm going to be ready to do it. Did I say Siakam? I'm not a Baca, obviously. Not Serge Ibaka. I'm an idiot, though, but you know that by now. But that was obviously uh, Serge Ibaka. Are we, do you want us to break here? Uh, Christoph, okay, we'll take the time out here. We want to make sure that we get to the news conference live when it happens. We will go to Masai Ujiri, and we will go to Kyle Lowry when the news conference starts, which will start momentarily right here on TSN 1050. Feeling like you've missed something? Well, do something about it. Download the TSN Go app to stream TSN 1050. And hear it all, no matter where you go. Now, back to Toronto Today. Ten forty-four. It's Toronto today. Michael getting in for Gareth Wheeler today. Baseball at the top of the hour with Richard Griffin. We've got uh, CFL talk with Rod Smith at high noon. We have Leaf talk with Kristen Shilton at twelve thirty, and at eleven thirty, Bobby Webster will uh, drop by the recently promoted general manager of the Toronto Raptors, and we'll talk about uh, the news or that uh, you're about to hear. We just heard some of the clips from Masai Ujiri and from um, uh, from Serge Ibaka from a little bit earlier on in the hour. Uh, while we wait for Kyle Lowry to hit the podium along with Masai, which you will hear live here on TSN 1050. Um, let's go back and hear one more clip from uh, Masai Ujiri from earlier on in the hour when talked about the shift of power and just, it's a little fortunate, I guess, that the Raptors aren't in the West. They have to contend with Cleveland and some of the teams in the East. You can't take anything for granted. I think they're very good teams in the East and they'll continue to be. Every NBA team is very good. Uh, and we can see from some of the losses we had uh, last year that you have to, you have to pay attention to every game. Um, and by the way, you have to go to the West. It's, it's brutal out there. So um, generally, I think just because there are a couple teams restarting their focus, uh, and obviously, there's, I think, three playoff teams last year. So, um, uh, we're, we're, we're happy. I, I can't say we're not. We're happy to see a couple All Stars um, go to go to the West. There you go. And that you know, he's he's trying to skirt the issue a little bit and doing a nice job of it. But yeah, more defections to the West means uh, a little bit. Uh, I don't want to say an easier time in the East, but. If you are a general manager of any team in the East, including Cleveland, the more players that leave the conference and go out West, the better. Um, until, of course, you get to the NBA final. That's Cleveland. Obviously, they like the result a couple of years ago better than this one. Um, so, again, we're if you're just tuning in, we're waiting to go to the podium. We are waiting for um, Masai Ujiri, the president of the team, to arrive with Kyle Lowry. Uh, the Lowry deal, again, gives them a nice... Uh, it gives them a nice combination in the backcourt at the one at the two they've got some depth back there with uh, with joseph and with norm uh it's it's a very good looking backcourt um ibaka gives them a really good four who can play the five i think if you could i think that you would prefer to have him play the four just because it makes it a tougher matchup for other teams and and there's a guy who can go out and play some defense on the perimeter and still be that awesome presence on the inside. 
Loving that signing. Loving both signings, uh, to be frank. As we uh, as we get ready for the uh, hoop season to begin and the uh, the silly season, a lot of the names have uh, moved already. Still some some names out there. I'm just curious to see what the Raps do to replace a lot of defense uh, that has left town. And we know that Patrick Patterson was inconsistent at best um, with the Raptors last year offensively. Uh, defensively, he still added a lot. Um, he was a guy who you knew what he was going to give you. Again, the inconsistency offensively was one thing, but he was he was pretty solid at his own end. And then you lose Tucker as well to free agency, who came in and really seemed to invigorate this team. And it was more than just the X's and O's and him being able to take care of his man for the most part. You know, good luck against LeBron James, not only to him but to anybody. Uh, there was just too much of a size differential between Tucker and James when when push came to shove. Uh, in in their playoff series. But what Tucker seemed to bring when he arrived was that intangible. There was, there was an added energy with the Raptors after he arrived. It seemed that guys fed off what he was doing defensively. He would go out and do what he did. And, and, and there was very little similarity to uh, the Tucker that we saw last year to the guy that was drafted by the Raptors a few years ago. There's a guy who went and busted his rear end to become an elite defender in the NBA. Not just a really good defender in the NBA. Guy's elite. And when he left, something left as well, more than just that extra body off the bench. There is an intangible that left town as well. And it will be interesting to see how not only they replace... Tucker specifically in the rotation, but who's going to maybe try to replace that added oomph that he gave the club in terms of intangibles? He was good. And you know, I will admit, um, when I was in here, when we were doing the evening show, we'd have, we'd have games on from, uh, uh, especially if I happened to be working late night, uh, you'd have the games on and you'd, you'd pay a little bit more attention over your shoulder as you were in here. I watched primarily games involving Eastern teams. So Tucker, when he came here, I didn't realize he was as good as he was. You know, you'd see him when they take on the Raptors, and it was, oh, okay, fine, whatever. You didn't get to see him on a nightly basis. And when you did, you appreciated him even more. So that, to me, is a tough loss, maybe even more so than Pat Pat, who I like. I was, I was a fan of Patrick, and uh, I like both guys. They're both gone now. But what they had here last year wasn't enough. The goal is not now. And this is nice to be able to say in Toronto, when you go back in time four years, remember when they were going to trade Lowry? Remember when Tank Nation was alive and well? That seems to have been corrected. And it seems to be such a a distant memory now, where the goal now is not to finish in the bottom three in the league. The goal now is to not squeak into the playoffs and maybe if everything goes well, become the 7 or 8 seed, or God forbid, you're the 6 seed. The goal now is not to win a playoff round. That's not the ultimate goal anymore. It's it's nice to be able to sit in a town where the basketball team is expected to win their first round playoff matchup. Doesn't matter who they're playing. They are now expected to get out of the first round. And then, like Boston and like Washington last year, what you wanted to do was avoid Cleveland in the second round. Hope somebody else would knock them off and pull off the giant upset. 
you're certain that's what Boston and Washington were doing when they saw that the Raptors ended up playing them in the first round. They all went, glad we don't have them. Good on the Raptors. Maybe the Raptors can take them seven like they did last year. And maybe the Cavaliers will be a little tired. And maybe we can eliminate the other team in the second round and just kind of cruise through that. And we'll be fresher than Cleveland. Well, it didn't happen. I mean, the Cavaliers went through the Raptors like poop through a goose. I mean, it was just, it was quick. And it was efficient by the Cavaliers. They got some added rest, which made them just deadly in the Eastern Final. Now the Raptors have to figure out how to beat Cleveland, which ain't easy. And one of the ways that you have to beat Cleveland in the postseason is slow down LeBron. And as fantastic as Tucker was defensively, he just couldn't do it. He just couldn't match up size-wise. And Carroll's obviously lost a step or two. And the intention when they brought him in was fantastic. And there were some nights where Carroll was on and you went, wow, maybe maybe he can catch lightning in a bottle in the postseason. But those nights uh, seemed to get fewer and further between as the season progressed. And they're just, they're just, it wasn't there. And obviously it's, it's, it's time to try and move on from him as well. But now that just leaves this gaping wound in that area. Can Siakam come in? who, when he's playing, adds energy. And the one thing that impressed his teammates when they got a look at the kid for the first time uh, in the exhibition series uh, season uh, was just how much energy he played with. And now we're going to, if if nothing changes, we're going to see some more minutes out of him. Uh, I will admit I became more and more of a Pirtle fan the more that I saw him because he is who he is. Um, there's a guy that's going to go out, play decent defense, get you some rebounds at both ends, um, and and he's not going to wow you offensively, but he seemed to make the most of what he had. He seemed to be very smart with the basketball, seemed to become a better passer as the season progressed. So I'm I'm not horrified with the prospect of him getting more minutes. Whereas a year ago, well, there was a pretty big curiosity. So... Um, we are not too far away, it looks like, from going down to uh, the news conference as uh, Paul Jones, the play-by-play voice of the Raptors here on TSN 1050, is out kind of uh, doing a quick mic check. And I assume that in a couple of seconds here, uh, we are going to uh, get the arrival of the president of the Raptors, Masai Ujiri, and also Kyle Lowry, who inks a three-year, $100 million contract. Good for him. The NBA is obviously in a very good place uh, financially. I think we're all in agreement that uh, it's good if the owners make their money, but it's great if the players make their money too. And this is a case where with the new salary cap, with uh, the amount of money that's in the league right now, hey, let the players get their hands on it. And for Kyle Lowry, uh, as hard as he has worked here in Toronto, remember when the discussion was, man, Kyle Lowry's out of shape. You know, maybe it's time to move this guy. Maybe he doesn't have the inner drive. And it goes back to a conversation with Masai Ujiri when when Masai Ujiri laid it out on the table for him. He laid out his cards and said, you can be an elite player in this league. You've got the ability if you work hard. If you don't, you're just going to be a journeyman. You're going to bounce around, and you're going to be that guy who never made it. And 
for whatever reason, it could have been that could have been the catalyst. Uh, catalyst. He's talked about it before. That that is the conversation that turned Kyle Lowry from uh, a guy who was trade bait and had bounced around a little bit into a guy that not only became a star player, an all-star player, a member of the American Olympic team, uh, but a guy who has become a franchise player here in Toronto and a true fan favorite. And he has been rewarded for that hard work, and good on him. And if you're a Raptors fan, the odds are you love Kyle Lowry. You just you love the guy. Um, it's a very likable group that they have assembled here, and a very likable general manager, now president, a very likable, even if you're not uh, 100% in tandem with him in terms of uh, some of the decisions he makes. And I don't think any basketball fan uh, is 100% in agreement with every decision he makes. I'm sure there are Duke fans that every once in a while scratch their head and go, what's K- Coach K thinking there? Or um, San Antonio fans are going, why did Pop do that? Um, very easy to disagree with the head coach. But if you just look at the personality, Dwayne Casey's a very likable guy. And and that's part of the reason uh, that I have really taken a shining to this specific edition of the Raptors. Not only the, the, the way that this team goes out and performs, and it's had more success than any team in, in Raptors history, but when I look at the roster, through my eyes, it's as likable a group of guys as they've ever put together uh, in the 20-plus years that the Raptors have been around. Um, Lowry being right at the front of the line. Uh, DeMar DeRozan. Um, th- there are a lot of things that he's spectacular at doing. There are things that he's not great at on the court. Uh, but at the same time, very likable guy. Ibaka's back. Who doesn't like him? JV, very likable guy. It's a very likable group. And it's too damn bad that Cleveland is as good as it has been over the last couple of years. Because there has been an opportunity in a normal year uh, for this team to maybe win the Eastern Conference, maybe get there. Uh, they had a, a decent opportunity last year, beating the Cavs a couple of times at home. They just couldn't figure out a way to beat them in Cleveland or even come close to them in Cleveland. Can that change this year? Um, who knows? Until they add some depth at the three and the four, I don't think you're going to beat Cleveland yet. I don't know, but the, the thing is, aside from Draymond Green, I don't know if there is that beast out there that can just go toe-to-toe with LeBron and not take him out every night, but slow him down on a regular basis over the course of seven games. Uh, that, that guy just doesn't exist. So what's the next step for the Toronto Raptors? We'll, we'll get into that a little bit more when Bobby Webster joins us at the bottom of the next hour. He'll drop by at 11, 11.30. Um, the Raptors obviously running a little bit late right now. We apologize for that as uh, we await uh, Kyle Lowry and Masai Ujiri to take the podium. Um, the first voice I assume that you will hear is Paul Jones, the uh, the voice of the Raps here on TSN 1050. As mentioned uh, three or four minutes ago, he uh, he came out and did a mic check. Sorry, uh, Keith, you're... Sorry? Ah, okay. We ha- okay, we've got a little more audio. Thank you. We'll, we'll get to Lowry, and we'll interrupt the clip if we have to. Uh, but uh, this is Masai Ujiri talking about uh, not only the short-term plan, but sort of the medium two- to three-year plan for the Raptors. We see ourselves as um, having a chance. Uh, and the way we've constructed it now, uh, I think we're on a two-, three-year plan. And if, if that doesn't work, then... We know what to do, but for now, we're believing in our players, and um, we're going to do what's uh, what's best for the team, and 
how we can take it forward to go away. That's the president Masai Ujiri uh, a little less a little less than an hour ago um, as he addressed the team uh, sorry the media uh, with Serge Ibaka after that contract was uh, was signed on the weekend and he'll be at the podium with Kyle Lowry momentarily and th- there's more good news for Raptors and I, I guess I really hadn't thought of this um, comparison but right now Blue Jays fans are. To a degree, I think a little worried about what might happen. Um, is is what they have been able to build over the last few years about to be torn down? And with Ibaka coming back and with Lowry being re-signed, we now know that at least for the next two or three years, the Raptors are all in. They're not going to be that team that becomes the Philadelphia 76ers and trades away all of the key components of the team and goes for that major blow-up and rebuild. Tank Nation here in Toronto knows what that's all about. And um, there were arguments on both sides of the MLSE family with the, with the Raptors and, and with the Maple Leafs. And, and, and you, know, you go back four, four years ago, um, I think there, were, there was probably a majority of fans on both sides that wanted to see it blown up. Uh, they wanted the Leafs to tank. They wanted the Leafs to lose every game. They wanted them to trade every asset that they had. Likewise with the Raptors. They wanted to blow it up. They wanted to uh, you know, go through a couple of years of pain to make sure that they got those high lottery picks. And right now, when you see the commitment that the organization has made, first of all, with the contract that they gave DeMar DeRozan, and now following it up by bringing back Kyle Lowry, I don't know how many people had actually written off uh, the possibility that Kyle Lowry was going to come back and be a member of the Toronto Raptors. Well, he's back, and he's walking to the podium right now. So, Masai Ujiri, Kyle Lowry at the uh, podium right now, and here is the voice of the Raps on TSN 1050, the host of the event, Mr. Paul Jones. Again, welcome to those in attendance and all watching on TV and the Internet. And as we say in the playground, when you play one game after another, we're going to run it back. I'm Paul Jones from the Raptors broadcast team, and again, thank you for joining us today. We are at a time right now where we've witnessed one of the greatest eras of success in Raptors franchise history, particularly over the past four seasons. Things like the most wins amongst all Eastern Conference teams, the best winning percentage, the most road victories in the East, and certainly not to be forgotten, benchmarks of back-to-back 50-win seasons. You guys are shenanigans. Are we getting Lowry? A major reason for this era of success is because of the contributions of Kyle Lowry. He's the general on the floor, a three-time NBA All-Star, the best three-point shooter in franchise history, and a player that does, as we say, the grunt work supplying the requisite energy for his team. In addition to being a top 25 performer in scoring, assists, and steals, Kyle finished amongst the leaders in hustle stats, number five in the NBA in deflections per game, number 12 in taking charges, and 14th in recovering loose balls. He will undoubtedly be recognized when it is all said and done as one of the greatest Raptors of all time. And as I like to say, the meter is still running He's been signed, and he's back. Kyle, welcome back. At this point, I'd like to turn it over to Masai Ujiri for his comments. Uh, thank you. Long time no see, I guess. Um, had a great day for us. 
again uh, to welcome back uh, Kyle Lowry, uh, all-star point guard. Uh, what a privilege it is for us uh, to, uh, to sign Kyle uh, for, for a three-year deal. And um, uh, I know there were lots of speculations uh, about different things, but um, we look at where we've been the last four years and what the mission is going forward. And um, we all agreed that um, it's, it's going to be a, a good partnership going forward and, and building uh, to try and win a championship, which is the ultimate goal. And to sign back um, an all-star player uh, that has been a very big part of our, um, our success here. Um, uh, it's, a, it's a happy day. For, for the Toronto Raptors. So, congratulations, Kyle. Uh, over to you. Uh, thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, you know, first of all, thank the Raptors organization uh, for giving me the opportunity to come back to the place I call home. Um, it's been a great five years, and uh, continue it on for the next you know, three years. Um, I want to continue to lead this organization and franchise to, to new heights. Um, you know, I want to thank the side, Bobby, for giving me the opportunity to keep leading this team and um, keep it going. Um, I think we started something and um, I think we're going to continue to grow and we're trying to finish something and uh, continue to get better. Uh, I'd like to thank my family for supporting me and doing everything ups and downs. Uh, my wife, she's been unbelievable for me. She's kind of the backbone, kind of really runs the show. She got on the left, she runs the show. Um, my mom, she's been there since day one, my brother since day one. Uh, my agent, Andrew Miller, you know, a lot of this wouldn't be you know, possible without them. And um, I'd like to thank him for being here. It's okay, don't worry about Josh. Um, you know, I'd like to thank him first there. And, you know, at the end of the day, my kids, Carter, um, you're an inspiration to me. I do this every day for you. Cameron is somewhere running around. Um, I'm sure he's somewhere, but, you know, I do it for them. They, 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 they push me to the moon, they make me go. And uh, every day I wake up, I do it for them. And, and that's why this next three years is going to be um, even better. Because you know, they're getting older, they're getting bigger, and I want them to see their father perform at a high level and, and be a, a constant professional and um, be a franchise to the ultimate goal and get the championship. Again, questions, uh, name and affiliation. So Doug Smith, the Toronto Star. Congratulations, welcome back. Thanks, sir. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> you, you walked us through the week when you saw all the other stuff going around in the league and, and the impact that would have on you. Can you just take us through that thought process got you to this point of what you thought when all that was going on? Well, you want to be honest. I want to be honest. I was not in the country at that time, and um, I was kind of just hanging out and you know, kind of relaxing, but. You know, you get the reports and everything that was going on. You just watch it, you take it all in. Um, you understand that the league's changing, people are going different places. Uh, but you don't look at it. You, you, you worry about yourself and the situation. You think about, you know, where you can go and be successful and be the best player you can be. And, um, you know, getting an opportunity to come back to Toronto and get to come back home was you know, always an ideal situation for me. If I started something, I've been here now five years. Play on the one of the best organizations, one of the best fans in the NBA. Um, and, you know, I love you guys. Kyle, uh, 
and frustrating, or not frustrating, it's a stressful mm-hmm. experience and big decisions to make. Um, how difficult were the decisions that you were, were faced with and, and, and what were some of the criteria that ended up to being factors for that? I mean, it's always difficult because you don't know, you, you want to figure out what's best for you and your family. Um, but it wasn't as difficult because you know, Toronto's home. Um, you know, these guys have big back to me. Um, they put me in a position to be successful. Um, they believed in me. Um, so the criteria was you know, to, be, to be great, to, to, to be the best player you can be, um, lead a team, and give you an opportunity to keep leading a team. That's a, that's a huge uh, accomplishment that the organization can say, hey, look, lead us, take us to new heights. That makes the decision a little bit easier right there. Josh Bloomberg, TSN, Kyle, congratulations. Hey. After the season, besides spoke the need to change, make certain changes to the way that the team plays. Is it safe to assume that you're on board with that? And how easily can that be done with a lot of the same personnel? I think uh, I'm back here for a reason. And they believe in me and I believe in them. Um, that makes it easy. You know, it's, it's a great partnership that we have. Um, I want to make sure that we continue to get back. And that's, you know, changing things and, and rolling with it. Um, there's, it's all in. We're all in. I'm all in. I'm excited to be here. Um, there's no questioning. But we're going to do it. Need to do coaches' decisions, personnel decisions, you know, ownership decisions. I'm all in. At the end of the day, I want to help this organization get better. I want to help the younger guys get better. I want to take the city to new heights. I want to take this country to new heights. Kyle, three stars written, front star over here. At the end of the season, you said your number one pro- kind of priority going into the agency was to win a ring. That's mm-hmm. something that meant a lot to you. Was this the best situation? Uh, did you feel to do that? And how, how close do you think with the way the East has changed? How close do you think we're at that? I, I believe it's the best situation to win a ring. Um, you know, even if it wasn't, I would think it that. But I believe it's the best place to win a ring. Um, the East has changed a lot, but you know, I can't worry about what's going on in other teams. I got to worry about what's going on with my organization, my team, my team. Um, I try not to look at what's going on in the outside. I try to stay in house. And uh, we've done a good job of standing out for me personally. I've done a good job of just focusing on you know, this organization, my teammates, you know, coaches, everybody, and it's a part of this. Was there any other team that you thought 
talked to or showed any interest uh, or was Toronto your own involved? Of course, there were other teams that showed interest and, you know, I mean, that's for you to include, you know, several teams, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, Ty and Bobby came and, you know, we had a great conversation and it was kind of a done deal. Uh, at the end of the day, like I said, it's a place I love to be and uh, I'm happy to be back. Kyle, exciting time as the Raptors continue to move forward and try to find their way up to the top of the Eastern Conference. We invite the cameras to come for a photo opportunity with Masai and Kyle. Okay, that'll do it. That's Paul Jones, the uh, MC, the voice of the Raptors here on TSN 1050 Radio. And uh, you heard from the point guard who was back for three years for money. That not one person listening to this radio, okay, maybe one or two people listening to this radio station right now, can even dream of. Three years, $100 million. Nice. Um, And well-deserved. And uh, you heard from uh, the point guard, you heard from the president, and a little bit later on this half hour, maybe 15 minutes from now, we'll connect with the general manager as well. Bobby Webster will join us at the bottom of the hour. Uh, because of the length of the news conference, and it started about 15 minutes late, uh, we had scheduled Richard Griffin for this actual time slot. Uh, Griff is going to move to 12.30 now. Kristen Shilton is going to be moving to 12.15 to talk Leafs. And Rod Smith will be at the 12 o'clock uh, time slot, as always. And uh, as mentioned, Bobby Webster will join us at the bottom of the clock, the general manager of the Raptors. The guys were introduced or reintroduced today, but uh, after having re-upped both Serge Ibaka and, as you just heard, Kyle Lowry on the podium at different times this morning in the last hour and 15 minutes, and uh, Masai Ujiri, of course, there for both. We'll recap uh, what you missed if you tuned in late and talk about what this means and uh, connect with the general manager of the Raptors at the bottom of the hour. My name is Mike Hogan. You are listening to Toronto Today on TSN 1050. This is Toronto Today. On TSN 1050, the voice of Toronto sports. 
Today on TSN 1050, Hogan with you here today in Four Wheels. Uh, we'll be back next week. Um, a reminder: we got uh, some, uh, not a lot of live programming this weekend. Uh, usually we've got more, but uh, Argonauts and Red Blacks tomorrow night at uh, seven o'clock, and you'll hear the game here on TSN 1050. You will hear the television simulcast uh, coming from the nation's capital. Um, also coming up, as mentioned, Leaf Talk with Kristen Shilton. We'll get some Argo talk in with Rod Smith from the CFL on TSN. Uh, Richard Griffin will join us from the Toronto Star as uh, the Blister Boys back at it tonight, and hopefully that's the last time we can use uh, that description uh, for Aaron Sanchez. It's great to have him back uh, in the lineup. The Lord knows the Jays could use them, even though they've come up with a couple of uh, wins in the last couple of nights. Uh, they've got some tough sledding ahead if they want to uh, compete for a wild card spot. They need basically everybody back and and to stay healthy and catch a little bit of a lightning, uh, lightning in a bottle. And we'll see if he can do that tonight against the best team in baseball. And uh, Bobby Webster, as mentioned, is the general manager of the Raptors. And uh, we'll talk to him about what uh, additions have been made to this team in the terms of uh, of Lowry and Ibaka coming back. And I don't know how many of you thought that was going to be possible uh, when the season concluded and you were kind of looking long-term and you may have been on the fence as well about bringing Lowry back simply because you assumed he was going to get five or six years and you didn't want to see um, a point guard in his mid to late 30s at that stage of the contract, depending on how long it was. So uh, we will talk to Bobby Webster about how this contract came together and what sort of dominoes fell to get him and Ibaka back. Now, are the Raptors better than last year? They'll have Ibaka back for the full season, or have him here for a full season. And we heard Kyle Lowry allude to how much he's looking forward to playing with Ibaka over the course of 82 in the playoffs, just to get used to him a little bit more and get that chemistry developed. But there have been some losses, especially defensively, uh, with Tucker and Pat Pat. Jack Armstrong, longtime analyst for the Toronto Raptors, was on uh, with the Naylor and Landsberg this morning with, without the Naylor part, but he was on with Michael and the boys this morning. And Jack was talking about the Raptors and are they going to be better than a year ago? Uh, Michael, I'd have a hard time saying that right now. Um, I, I, you know, Obviously, there are other moves that have to be made and they still have the mid-level exception, but they're up against the cap. You know, maybe do they turn around and utilize a few of their other players, like a Jonas Valanciunas or a Corey Joseph? Uh, those are guys that probably have some market value, some good market value to some teams. And maybe do they turn those guys into, uh, you know, reshape your team a little bit and, and you look. You know, the contract that's really hurting them is Damari Carroll. I mean, he's got two more years at a big number, and he has not played well. And, uh, you know, you know whatever you want to say, whether it be health or whatever, I mean, bottom line is, you know, they, they've sunk a lot into him and they have not gotten return on investment. And, you know, that to me is a big problem because right now I look at their team, even though his number in terms of his contract says he's a starting small forward in the league, he hasn't played like it. So they're going to need him to get it turned around this summer and come back and have a, a really good year for them. And again, guys like Norman Powell, DeLon Wright, uh, Jakob Pertl, maybe a few of their other young guys, can they take another step in their career and become a little more of a piece, uh, have a bigger piece of the puzzle in the rotation? And again, you know, now you got a guy like Lowry, he'll be a year older, and you got to have significant backup behind them. 
because uh, he's had a few injuries here the last few years. That's Jack Armstrong earlier on TSN 1050 discussing how the Raptors may have taken a bit of a step back for now, but there's a long way to go before camp opens, and you know that Masai Ujiri is uh, on the phones trying to figure out how to improve the depth at the small forward position because Jack is right. Damari Carroll, uh, and boy, was I excited when they made that move. And he just, especially last year, just has not lived up to the expectations. And uh, when you play the kind of game that he plays, and, and played certainly when he was younger, that puts a lot of city miles on the odometer. And that, that, has, uh, that has probably worn down the chassis to a degree, right? And uh, everybody's hoping that he comes back and plays better. Uh, and maybe puts more consistent streaks together, but that's just a hope at this stage. Um, he'd like to come back and prove all of the skeptics wrong, but can he do it? We'll find out. Uh, the first man of the day was Serge Ibaka. He was on the podium first a little bit earlier on uh, this morning before Kyle Lowry uh, took to the stage. And uh, we heard his opening statements, but we didn't hear the scrum with reporters. So now for your listening enjoyment, here's uh, a snippet of Serge Ibaka talking to reporters uh, earlier on about an hour, hour and a half ago. Uh, that's, um, that's really, um, that's what's big, 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 one of the important things on a decision to make, you know, and uh, uh, it looked like my daughter, she's not really you know, she don't care if it's cold or not. She, she, she loved it since uh, she got here, and uh, so I was like, okay. And you know, you know, she's she's my only daughter, so I have to make sure where I go to, she she loves and she's happy too. And look like she she's okay to be here. Can you talk about what it's like playing in Toronto and why you like it here? You must. Oh yeah, and this uh, so, um, so the first time I got here and um, um, you know the, one of the big things was uh, you know the style, the way we play, and the confidence from my coaches and uh, also the fans. That's really make 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 big decision for me to to get back here. Pardon? Oh. Bon, j'aime j'aime le style j'aime le style de jeu et j'aime euh, euh, mes coéquipiers hein, et le, 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 la, la confiance que mes coachs me donnent et c'est ça. That was Serge Ibaka, and we apologize for that. Um, I, th- I thought that had been cut and uh, and hadn't been, but that's uh, Serge Ibaka in his native French, obviously, uh, talking to uh, reporters. Uh, there were there were reporters on hand asking him multiple questions in French at the podium. So uh, um, that is Serge Ibaka, and it was interesting to see. And we've talked about this before that. On the surface, many fans will think, "Oh, they're just going to go where the money is, or or go, you know, they want to win, so they go to this team." But in some people's uh, decision. Uh, when it comes to picking a team in any sport, when it comes to free agency, uh, there are intangibles. And I thought that it was uh, extremely revealing when Serge Ibaka says, I've got one daughter. She's my only daughter. I want to make her happy. She likes it here despite the cold. Um, you know, he wanted to make it good for his family. That tells you a lot, doesn't it? That that's the first thing out of his mouth. I mean, the mo- he's going to get his money anywhere. Um, he's going to get an opportunity if he wanted to to play for a contender, but he likes it here. He he noted he likes the style of play uh, that Dwayne Casey employs. Uh, he likes the city. He likes the fans, and again, his family likes it here. I thought that was a fantastic answer, and you could tell it was honest. It wasn't something that was pre-programmed. Uh, we'll talk about these contracts a little bit more 
uh, with somebody who was in on the signings. Bobby Webster is the general manager of the Toronto Raptors, and he's going to join us in a couple of seconds. And uh, we'll get to the bottom of, uh, I guess, the genesis of the Lowry three-year portion of the deal. Also, in the 12 o'clock hour, Rod Smith on the Toronto Argonauts. We'll have Kristen Shilton on your Toronto Maple Leafs, and also Rich Griffin on the Blue Jays as we continue with Toronto Today on TSN 1050. We see ourselves as um, having a chance. Uh, and the way we've constructed it now, uh, I think we're on a two, three year plan. And if, if that doesn't work, then we know to, what to do. But for now, I believe in our players and um, we're going to do what's, uh, what's best for the team and how we can take it forward to go win. <laughs> That's El Presidente for the Toronto Raptors. Masai Ujiri, welcome back. It's Toronto today. Mike Hogan in for wheels today. He'll be back on Monday. Coming up in the 12 o'clock hour, Rod Smith from uh, TSN on the uh, on the Toronto Argonauts. Kristen Shilton on the Leafs. She, of course, from TSN as well. And from the Toronto Star and one of our TSN baseball insiders, Rich Griffin, will join us as well. First up, though, uh, we will get back to the story of the day here in Toronto. The news conferences that you heard here on TSN 1050, most recently with Kyle Lowry, before that, Serge Ibaka. And one of the people responsible for getting those two back in the fold is the general manager of the Raptors, Bobby Webster, who joins us now. Bobby, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me. Belated congratulations on on getting the uh, general manager's role. Do you get a better office out of the deal? (laughs) I get a slightly bigger office, so uh, I do get a little bit of an upgrade. Better parking spot, a little closer to the elevator? (laughs) No, same parking spot. Oh, okay. Okay, that's not not a bad thing either. Hey, congratulations again on getting these deals done. Um, let's start with Lowry. Were you? Was it an easy conversation to have with Kyle to get him back in the fold? Yeah, I, you know, listen, there's, there's, it's always, you know, tough when it's free agency, and, you know, those guys have earned their right to, to be able to choose. Um, but, you know, throughout the season and, and once the season ended, I think we were very confident that what we had built here was appealing to Kyle. And, um, you know, I think he felt the same way about us and, and, and his five years here and his ability to grow not only on the court but off the court. So there was definitely, you know, shared interest. And, in, you know, sometimes getting the deal done is, is part of that. But uh, I think we both, both went in with the right intentions. I, I will admit I was really happy to see him come back here, but I was even happier and, and almost ecstatic and, and very surprised that you got him for three years and didn't have to commit to a longer term. Which, let's face it, with any athlete when they hit a certain age can be problematic. Was was that an easy part of the negotiation, or was was that something you really had to talk Kyle away from? No, you know, I think he he saw he saw what we were trying to do, and I, I think he heard our our selling point that you know with him, Serge, and Kyle, and and, and our core and, and JV um, going forward, um, we had a chance here to really to do something special in the next few years, um, and so with those guys together, um, at least you know on a similar type of length of a contract, I think it all made sense. Um, I think, you know, like anyone, you want, you know, more security, more dollars, but I think it really just made sense for both of us to do it. It's one thing, you know, from an X's and O's perspective to bring a great player back, but you're not going to commit to that kind of dough unless he brings more than just what he uh, brings as far as a jump shot and being able to distribute the basketball. What's the biggest intangible in your eyes that helped make this an easier decision? You know, I think we all know and love Kyle, and, and the biggest thing we see when, when he's out there is he competes. Um, he competes to win, and it's something that we value. Um, and I think, you know, he'll continue to bring that because that, that's who he is, and it's, and it's that part of it, you know, lets you, lets you sleep a little easier when you go to bed. 
How about an off the court intangible? Leadership, and you know he, he knows now. You know that was a, that was a large part of our talk with him as well. Is um, you know not only where you've come, but where where we want you to go and where we want you to lead this team. Um, and so you know he's progressed. He's gotten better. Um, we all have room to go, and so uh, that was that was another thing that we challenged him with. Bobby Webster joining us, general manager of the Toronto Raptors. Uh, you heard the contract signed on Sunday, and you just heard the news conferences here on TSN 1050. Uh, how easy was the Ibaka contract to reach? Um, I think it was similar to Kyle. I think it was a little different because we only had him for half a season. Um, but as, as you heard in the press conference, Masai and Serge go go back much farther than that. Uh, so same kind of deal. I think we both we both wanted the best for each other, and I think fortunately that meant... Um, him resigning and, and coming back. Were you surprised? Um, because there's a guy with with his skill set, the way that the NBA is going specifically. Um, I assume he had more than just your offer on the table. Were you surprised that the deal was done as quickly as it was? No, because I think you know we both went in on July 1st, which is the first day of free agency, and and, um, and I think there's a degree of, of wanting to to finish what we started here, and so you know there's, there's a natural inclination to listen to other authors, but. Um, if you know what you want, and, and I think we all felt like we didn't get a full run with that squad, um, yeah, I don't think the decision was that hard. Uh, so it's good to have those guys back. Uh, not all good news, though. Tucker leaves, Patterson leaves. Were you surprised at either one of those? No, it's tough. You know, that's, that's the business we're in, and, and we put our best foot forward and, you know, wish those guys all the best. And, um, you know, it's, it's a tough part of our business, I think, that, uh, you know, you, you grow up with those guys and you and you, you see them develop, um, especially Pat and then PJ bringing, bringing, bringing him over. I think we all saw the toughness that he brought to the team in the playoffs and leadership. Uh, so it's tough to see him go, but, uh, you know, we also have to have, you know, secondary plans and, and move on. Tucker's not a spectacular offensive player, but, boy, he could play at the defensive end. And, and Pat Pat may have been a little inconsistent at times offensively, but would bring it defensively. So from the defensive aspect, how do you replace those guys? You know, that's our job, and that's what we're doing right now. And, and um, you know, we always have a few uh, logs in the fire, and so that that is our, our, our priority now. How difficult is it to, to, you know, when you're in a position where if you're going to get out of the East, you've got to beat Cleveland, you've got to find somebody to at least slow down LeBron a little bit if that's possible. Uh, how difficult is it to try and pry one of those type of players away because there aren't very many that exist? You know, you're not, you know, the, the old saying, you're not going to stop him, you only hope to contain him. Yeah. Um, you know, we were able to do that with, with PJ, and so... You know that's our job to go find go find another guy that we can get on a price that we like and 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 go from there. Is that like trying to find hen's teeth? I mean, is it that difficult? <laughs> well, you know, we found one, so I think you know there's yeah, there's, there's 450 NBA players and and a lot of guys want to take that challenge and and we'll find them. You've put together a really nice team, Bobby. It's a really likable bunch of guys as well, and we saw what they could do. You could get to the Eastern Conference Final a year ago, and uh, you could, you could, you know, you're expected now to at least get out of the first round of the playoffs. But you know, you're in the same boat as Boston and Washington and everybody else. You're looking at this behemoth out of Northern Ohio. How do you, or how does anybody, beat a super team at this stage? You know, I think we put the team together that we trust and. Um, you know, I think it's to be determined. It's a long season. A lot of things can happen, and and you know, we put this team together to to win a championship, and that's our goal. And so, I think that's the mindset we have to go in, uh, regardless of who we're, regardless of who we're facing. 
You've got some really nice kids as well now who have the opportunity to take another step in their development. Pirtle, Siakam coming to mind up front, uh, right as well. Which of those kids are you really curious to see what they've got when camp opens? Definitely. I mean, um, I think the whole list of them, I think, you know, we've seen, we've seen Norm. Um, he's been given the opportunity. He's, he definitely ran with it. But uh, DeLon, Pascal, um, Jakob, I think we, you know, we collectively haven't seen a bunch. And so um, that's the, the, the beauty of Summer League, which we're headed out to after this, and we'll get to see those guys play a lot. Um, so, you know, I think the, the exciting thing is, is with our team, and next year we should be able to see those guys play a little bit more. I was really happy with the way Pirtle developed last year. What, what part of his game were you happiest to see in terms of development? I, I think with him, the, the great thing is just he's a, he's a quick learner. And so we go back to his first year at Utah. You know, we all watched him. And then the second year, he made some improvements. Um, and so, you know, I think even from training camp last year until the playoffs where he played, I think we saw improvements. So I think strength, um, I think his mobility, his hands, his feet, those are, those are kind of his God-given talents. Um, but just getting stronger and knowing the game, I think at times, you know, um, as a rookie, uh, some of the fouls that were called, I think, were tough for him. So I think it just as he plays at this level more, um, you know, he'll be able to correct those things. Okay, so we got you got the same parking spot. You got the bigger office. <laughs> now you got, like you're the general manager. You should have been on the podium today. Like now you got to get rid of Masai, right? <laughs> um, I'm staying away from now. <laughs> Bobby, again, congratulations. It's been a good week so far for the Raptors, and I, I, I thank you for having some fun with us today here on TSN 1050. I appreciate it, Mike. Have a good weekend. Will do. Thank you. You too. Bobby Webster joining us, the general manager of the Toronto Raptors. And um, I, Again, I'm really excited for those two guys coming back. I honestly didn't think Lowry was coming back. And to get that three-year deal done, um, I think is, is, is absolutely kudos to the front office, Bobby, Masai Ujiri, um, everybody involved with that. And, and likewise, even though when you hear from Ibaka, it sounded like it was a pretty easy decision because he liked the city so much and he liked you, the fans, as, as much. He, he really seemed to dig it up here, which is fantastic news when you think about how difficult in the past it has been specifically um, for, you know, for the leagues that have a minority of Canadians on it. Like for hockey, it's one thing, right? You've seen free agents forever want to come and play for the Leafs from the home province because they grew up a Leaf fan, because of the prestige involved playing with the organization. Even when the team was crappy, there was something about playing for the Leafs. For the Blue Jays and the Raptors, at times during their history, it's been really tough to get free agents to not only commit here, sometimes even tougher to get them to come back. Uh, And think about it, you know, $100 $100 million makes up for a lot of the uh, a lot of the exchange. We paid an American, too, right? So, I mean, the dollar goes further up here. I mean, it's fantastic news. Uh, but to get those guys both back is just uh, absolute uh, a feather in the cap of the organization. So um, congratulations to them, and uh, thanks to Bobby Webster again for joining us here uh, on Toronto Today. When we come back, uh, more guests on the way. We've got Rod Smith joining us to talk some Argos. He's from uh, the CFL on TSN, obviously. Kristen Shilton will get uh, some Leaf discussion in. She will be at the development camp today. Also, uh, Richard Griffin will drop by. He was supposed to join us at 11 o'clock. 
a little after 11 o'clock. Uh, we teed that up online. But if you were tuning in for Griff and missed, thought you missed him because of the length of the news, co- uh, news conferences and they went a little bit late and started a little bit late, um, Griff is now going to join us at 1230. So Griff at 1230, Quiston at 1215, Rod at high noon as we continue with Toronto Today here on TSN 1050. Podcasts, it's what all the kids are talking about. So go to iTunes and subscribe to your favorite TSN 1050 shows or go to tsn1050.ca, click on podcasts and feel instantly younger. Now, back to Toronto Today. Today, Mike Hogan in for Gareth Wheeler today. Wheels will be back on Monday. I'll actually be in for Scott MacArthur all next week between 1 to 4. So, great to be back in the one chair. Uh, our thanks to Bobby Webster for joining us, general manager of the Toronto Raptors, as uh, he joined us to talk about the newsers that you had heard uh, here on TSN 1050. As the Raptors have brought back into the fold both Lowry and Ibaka, which is great news. Uh, more great news. You can uh, get out of your car lease at Canada's number one lease takeover marketplace, Lease Busters. Avoid penalties and early termination. Go to leasebusters.com. You also heard just before we came back uh, talk about the podcast, and there are many uh, at TSN. Here's another one, and uh, it looks like we're going to bring the show back, hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, to uh, to TSN 1050. But uh, we've been uh, putting up a the Double Blue Bot podcast uh, at Argonauts.ca, and I just retweeted uh, the link. At TSN Mike Hogan is where you can uh, find me. And we had a great conversation. Jeff Johnson uh, and I co-host the podcast, and then we'll do a conversation with a player. And this week we talked to Victor Butler. And if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, you probably know Victor Butler because he was part of your team for uh, four years as a defensive end and uh, was there behind uh, Ware for most of his career, but uh, but played quite a bit, obviously. And uh, Victor is here as a first-year Argonaut. It was, it was a really interesting conversation uh, about you know life in Big D, but uh, going back, he had a great answer about why he went to Oregon State. Uh, a kid from Southern California. It was a spectacular conversation. But he also talked about the attendance or lack of same here in Toronto and talked about how good the talent level was in the Canadian Football League. And some guys have been surprised by that. And I think the the average person in this marketplace, the average fan, just kind of looks at it and hey, it's not the NFL. But if you talk to the players, if you talk to the coaches, um, they realize how good the talent is in this league. And uh, sadly, here in Toronto, we seem to short sell that. Maybe that's just a Canadian thing. You can't have you can't have pride in something that's truly Canadian. And well, three down football is, I guess, the truest Canadian sport because you don't play it anywhere else. Hockey, you can go to Europe, right? You can go to Europe and play hockey. Um, you know, lacrosse, go down to the States. Box lacrosse and field lacrosse. It's prevalent. It's a big sport. Three down football, though. It's unique. It's a great game. Uh, but anyway, that's there's the uh, uh, there's the plug for that. You can go to argonauts.ca or uh, uh, just uh, find it on my uh, my Twitter page, at TSN Mike Hogan, the account. I've just retweeted that, so you can find it there as well. But uh, a fascinating conversation with Victor Butler. Um, 
Coming up at the top of the hour, we will have a little more Argo talk. Rod Smith will drop by. And then at 12.15, Kristen Shilton on the lease. Rich Griffin will join us at 12.30 to talk about the Blue Jays. And the Jays uh, tonight uh, see the return of a very familiar face. And, well, let's face it, it's, uh, it's, it's somebody that... Uh, Fans have desperately wanted to see back, and the organization a, a little bit more so. Aaron Sanchez back on the hill tonight against Charlie Morton and the Houston Astros. It's a 7-7 start tonight down at the Rogers Center. Sanchez, it, it was frustrating to watch him leave. I have a real affinity for pitchers. I'm, I'm, I'm the guy that loves a 2-1 or a 3-2 baseball game. Um, I get bored very easily with 12-10 games where nobody can get anybody out. The defense is usually porous. That that thing on the weekend um, where Boston came in here and scored at will was just awful to watch. The defense was so bad uh, from the Jays. It, it showed just how slow the corner outfielders were. Um, everything that could go wrong in that kind of game is going to go wrong. But even if that's like if that's a fifteen to thirteen game, the odds are I'm going to get bored very quickly. Um, I'm just a guy that that prefers to watch well pitched baseball games. So it's really fun for me. If we're going to sit back and dedicate any chunk of time to watching the Blue Jays, um, I want to see a guy like Aaron Sanchez on the hill. And, and what makes tonight's game intriguing is the fact that he is pitching against such a, a potentially explosive lineup. Uh, the best team in baseball, uh, the Houston Astros, they've got those the, that middle infield in the middle of the lineup that is just so dynamic to watch. Uh, I'm curious to see how Sanchez comes back and... Uh, just if they've been able to defeat the blister problem. And we'll talk to Rich Griffin about this a little bit later on. I'm just as, con- uh, I'm just as curious to find out which method he used. And there are some old-school methods to it. Rich Hill has done this, and, and, and Griff will remember this from his days with the Expos. Moises Alou and Rich Hill used the same method to try and cure themselves a blister problems you got blisters on the hands how do you get rid of the blisters and i'm not making this up uh, they peed on their hands that's that's what they did that is a, that's apparently that's a cure i'd like to know who came up with that idea as a cure and how they came up with that idea as a cure I don't know if it's an old wives' tale, but for a couple of guys, at least in the majors, it seemed to work. I don't know if Sanchez went that route. I'd be curious if he did. I'd be curious if it worked. But it is a thing. And Griffold... If anybody in this market is going to get to the bottom of how Sanchez dealt with the blister and what cure method he used, uh, it will be Griff, because he will certainly remember uh, the, the the Moises Alou story, and I'm sure many of you know the Rich Hill story as well. But everybody's got a different way to cure an ailment, and we'll see if that is Sanchez's. But the, they're back there tonight. It's been a good couple of wins for the Blue Jays as they try to claw their way back into a wild card spot, and there's still a lot of work to do. There's still... Uh, a lot of teams uh, in the mix at this stage. And 
Uh, I, d- I don't know if the Jays are good enough to catch the Red Sox. It's eight and a half games now, and there's what, half a season, a little less than half a season to go. So it could be done, but I don't know if the Red Sox are going to go into one of those prolonged 11-game losing streaks. It's possible. I doubt if it's going to happen. Conversely, how many times do you think the Jays are capable this season of going on five or six game, game winning streaks? Um, it's There's a better opportunity to do that when Russell Martin gets hot, and he's hot right now. So the fact that they've put together three in a row might not be a coincidence, but it, it's it becomes tough when you're taking on a team like Houston. And God love them, they got the first one in last night, and uh, we'll see if they can do it again. Uh, and again, it's Sanchez on the hill, which is which is great to see for the Toronto Blue Jays because man, um, when you don't have the best lineup in baseball, when you're, you know, tied for last place in the uh, in the American League East right now, anything you can do to improve the roster is a good thing. And when you can get back a guy who has been as dominant as Sanchez has been uh, in the last little while, well, that's a really good thing. So we'll talk some baseball with Griff at uh, 12.30. We've got Kristen Shilton on the way at 12.15 to talk about the Leaf Development Camp. And uh, Rod Smith uh, coming up from uh, the CFL on TSN next on TSN 1050.